Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 71 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us as we begin a new week of study in our Come Follow Me materials. We are having a look at Genesis chapters 37 to 41 in the week of March the 7th to March the 13th. Uh, And today we're going to look at Genesis 37, which includes uh, the beginning of the story of Joseph, son of Jacob and Rachel. Um, And as we've mentioned before, um, Joseph has a special place in Jacob's heart. Uh, In verse 3 of Genesis 37, it says, Now Israel loved uh, Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colours. Now, this is interesting because um, I had been under the assumption in previous times that it was because uh, Joseph was the firstborn and the only child between him and Rachel, um, the the wife whom he uh, loved most, uh, perhaps. Uh, But that uh, isn't necessarily the case. It may may well be because he is a child that was given in his old age, a child that perhaps he wasn't expecting, Uh, that he was pleased uh, that he was having. Now, in verse uh, verse 3, we also read of this coat of many colours. And of course, uh, I'm sure many uh, individuals then think about uh, the fact that it may uh, be about the stage show, uh, the technical, the dream coat. Um, When we read the actual um, Hebrew behind this word colours, it's a word that is pas which uh, means a long sleeve tunic. Um, so it may not be necessarily a coat of many colours. However, uh, I don't think the, the, the type of coat really matters to us. What is clear here is that he has garments or clothing which sets him apart from his brethren. Now, at this point, I think it's important to say that we need to look out for the symbols and parallels between Joseph and the and the saviour Jesus Christ, um, because there is a lot um, of similarities between them. For example, straight up, straight away, uh, is the fact that Joseph uh, was looking after the flock. He was a shepherd, and of course, we know the saviour is the good shepherd. So that's one thing that stands out in verse three with this uh, Israel loving Joseph more. Uh, we know that the saviour is. Um, the beloved son of our Heavenly Father. Um, And I think that it doesn't mean necessarily that the Saviour loves, uh, our Heavenly Father loves our Saviour more than all his children, but it does mean that he has a special place in his heart, that he he will do a great work which only he can do. Um, And also, uh, a coat of many colours, this could be an indication of the power uh, given to the Saviour that is uh, more so than his brethren, um, but it does cause uh, some contention between the brothers and Joseph. In verse 4, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. So this is obviously um, a difficult thing uh, for, for them to overcome, not least the fact it's not helped at all uh, with what also happens next. Um, In verse 5, it says, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren. 
um, and he and they hated him yet the more. You do have to kind of wonder, um, you know, was it the wisest thing for Joseph to do, uh, to relay uh, these dreams and and state uh, his authority over them because of what he dreamt? Um, and actually, to be fair to Joseph, it doesn't really say when in the, in the text. But of course, as I mentioned uh, toward the end of last week, um, we don't have the whole context. Maybe Joseph does make a link between that and him ruling over his brethren. Um, but perhaps he doesn't. It doesn't actually say in the text that he, he says, oh, I saw this dream where there were my, my, there was my sheaf, um, and we were binding the sheaves, and your sheaves stood about and made obsience to my sheath. He doesn't then make the link to say, oh, so that means I'm going to rule over you, but they make the uh, the presumption and the uh, link, perhaps, that that means that they think he is suggesting that he's going to rule over them. Um, and so, however, um, again, links to the Saviour, um, Jesus Christ did not make any uh, apologies or um, make any secrets of the fact that he was the Son of God. And of course, he had to do that in order to um, testify of what his father wanted him to testify of, uh, to share the gospel, uh, but also it would ultimately lead uh, to his um, atonement coming to pass in the sense that they would not have perhaps crucified and and persecuted him uh, if it were not for the fact that he testified that he was the son of God. Now, um, Joseph, of course, is not the son of God. He is not uh, someone that perhaps had to share these things. However, in sharing these things, it does cause um, the difficulties between him and his brethren, which leads to him being cast into the pit, which leads to him being sold into Egypt, which does lead to the salvation of all the people in Egypt and his family. Um, so, you know, perhaps Joseph may not have been perfect in the way he approached this. However, uh, in doing so, it did lead uh, to um, the, the the saving of his family from from starvation. Um, and so... That is a is a is a tricky one to, to navigate. Really, um, even his father uh, rebukes him in verse ten, um, and says, "What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth?" Uh, and his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. So it sounds like that uh, Jacob questions him and says, "You know, this is is this right? Are you sure about that?" But he does kind of keep it in his heart and just is aware of it. Um, in verse 12, then, we come to the events where his father um, sends Joseph to go and find his brethren who were looking after the flocks. Um, again, another parallel uh, to the saviour. His father sends his son to go and find his, his brethren uh, and, to, and to bring them back. Um, Yeah, I think that that is a, a great, <laughs> but there's yet further imagery in this, in the sense that Joseph responds to his father saying, here am I, um, which we know and, and instantly brings to mind um, the account in Moses, where the saviour says, here am I, send me. Um, and in verse 14, um, Israel asks um Joseph to bring him word again to, to return and report. Um, again, 
lots of links uh, to the way that um, the order of heaven works, that the Saviour was sent uh, to, to, to earth uh, to, to find and to, and to bring back uh, the children of our Heavenly Father. Uh, and yet, when he sends them, as we know, um, they, they conspire against him to slay him, uh, which is indeed what this happens to the Saviour in his mortal ministry. Um, they cast him in a pit, um, and they they plan to kill him. But the, the firstborn, Reuben, uh, who, by the way, we, if you've not noticed, we um, have missed a few such a few chapters because I think at this point in the Old Testament, if we don't go through this year without skipping out some chapters, we'll never reach the end. Um, I, I, I suppose that's the main reason why. Within those chapters that we missed, uh, there was an experience with Reuben where he loses the birthright, basically, um, that he does something which uh, means that he cannot have the birthright. Same with um, a couple of other brothers. But Reuben here um, intends to protect Joseph from anything that will make him lose his life. And yet, um, Judah... Uh, suggests when they see the um, Ishmaelites uh, traveling from Gilead with their camels that they would sell him. Now again, so many comparisons to make here between the Saviour and um, Joseph. Of course, he is sold for silver, uh, 20 pieces of silver, which is uh, right for the age that he was. The Saviour at the age he was at 30, 30 pieces of silver uh, was the right amount uh, for a, a common slave. Uh, so both of them sold for the price for a common slave. Also, uh, very interesting here, uh, when you look at what um, these travellers are carrying, they are they've come from Gilead. Now that that term or that place may not be a familiar necessarily to you. I mean, I certainly wasn't aware of this place name before, except for one place, and that is uh, in a hymn uh, where we talk about the balm of Gilead. And we've had this spoken to us about in General Conference a few times as well, that the balm of Gilead often refers to the Saviour. Elder Brent H. Nielsen, uh, in his talk, Is There No Balm in Gilead, in October 2021, said this, quote, The prophet Jeremiah lamented over the calamities that, uh, and the, that he observed among his people and hoped for healing. Jeremiah questioned, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Through literature, music, and art, the Saviour Jesus Christ has often been referred to as the Balm of Gilead because of his remarkable healing power. Close quote. So, using that understanding of what the Balm of Gilead means, it then brings to our attention the fact that we are seeing another link to the Saviour here, when those travellers who do purchase Joseph and take him to Egypt are carrying two specific things. I mean, it mentions the word spicery, which is a bit of a generic term, but then, um, balm from, uh, and they're coming from Gilead, they're carrying balm, and they're also carrying myrrh. Well, myrrh straight away makes us think of the Saviour and the gift of the wise men that was given uh, to um, Mary and Joseph when he was born. So there's a link there. But also this balm of Gilead, you can imagine uh, these travellers have purchased Joseph as a, with the silver as a price of a common slave, uh, lifting Joseph out of the pit. Uh, and they are carrying him and this balm of Gilead to, to Egypt. And little do his brothers know that Joseph will be a balm for their family in the years to come. 
Uh, we are going to have to stop there because we do aim for about 10 minutes and we've just we've gone well over that. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today. We'll conclude at Genesis 37. There's not much left in that chapter. And also have a brief look at uh, Genesis 38 uh, tomorrow as well. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.